Namaste everyone. I am Shikha. I'm the founder of Purna Yoga. A bright new day here and we bring a new yogi for all of you to get inspired through. We have Vanya with us today and she's a mom of three beautiful girls, an avid biker and a strict vegetarian. She's been an esthetician for the last 20 years. But becoming delusioned with the industry, she decided at the age of 40 to have a radical change in her career. She now teaches yoga to adults and children and is slowly making yoga the main focus, spreading the joy of yoga across. She lives in Johannesburg in South Africa. And now let the inspiration begin as we get talking to Vanya. Welcome Vanya and thank you so much for you know, being here chatting with us. Namaste. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Brilliant, Vanya. From, um, you know, I have been a fan of yours uh, since the time that we were doing our teacher training together. And I remember you, uh, you know, teaching yoga even before that, and you were practicing a different type of style of yoga. And I remember you even taking our classes beyond the regular lectures and you know, giving us those tips and tricks on how to make our asanas better and how to meditate better. And, you know, the whole passion of yours towards yoga came out so beautifully. And I think that's something which has been in my mind since that time. And I couldn't wait to get talking to you. And today, here we are. And, uh, you know, tell us more about you, Vanya. Um, and, you know, what are the things that you feel really passionately about and the things that you wish you could, you know, or you strive to change. Yes, as you say, I am passionate about yoga and I'm passionate about helping people. And I think I can deliver that through the practice of yoga and my love for yoga. Um, you know, yoga being an inward practice, getting to know oneself better and settling all those fluctuations in our mind, which, um, you know, calms you and brings you closer to oneself is a beautiful thing to be able to pass on to people and to help people discover within themselves. The beauty industry, which I've been involved in, as you said, for the last 20 years, um, is a very outwardly focused industry. And um, it just wasn't serving me. And that's why I moved into yoga and found um, the joy in yoga so you know yeah that's that's my passion and that's what i love um things i'd like to change is um people's attitudes towards one another and um also the environment and their attitudes towards sentient beings yeah true and uh, you know it, it's a it's a radical shift like you we, we were speaking before the podcast and you told that it was a radical shift for you but I think somewhere, you know, uh, the connect that you have with yoga and you inherently love to uh, take care of people and help them out. And I think such a wonderful part that, you know, what you really are beautifully combines with what yoga teaches and that shows. And we are lucky to have been associated with you and, you know, being a part of that journey. So how did your yoga journey begin? And uh, was it the industry that you were in that really uh, pushed you towards it or was it something else that was always there and maybe it sort of cropped up after 
few years that you took on the path of yoga? So I think about 15 years ago was when I did my first Bikram yoga class. And um, yeah, I mean, it was still just the asanas. It wasn't the whole, the whole uh, yoga practice. Um, but that was when I had my first exposure. And, you know, through the years I did yoga in different studios and whatever, but nothing really grabbed me. Um, I enjoyed all, all aspects of fitness, going to the gym and, you know, I was an avid runner as well. Um, but that was my first exposure. And um, about four years ago, I had a, a bit of a relationship crisis and I needed to find solace somewhere. And I found it at the Shivananda Ashram and I started visiting regularly and um, started immersing myself in the goings on at the ashram, meditation, satsang, and then of course the asana practice as well. And I think that's where I, you know, of course got my full exposure to what yoga really is. And uh, yeah, that's where I decided, you know, I started gravitating towards that, um, spending more time with like-minded beings at satsang and obviously under the guidance of our Swami doing meditation the way meditation's supposed to be done. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I really, you know, became more involved and slowly I actually became a children's teacher, yoga teacher before I became um, an adult teacher. I then started volunteering at the ashram um, teaching there. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. So just building, building on that. Yeah. So I think what uh, would, got, would have gotten you hooked onto it was it really transitioning from being a physical form of exercise or workout or increasing flexibility to actually getting on the spiritual side of it and you know uh, where you find that connect where it goes deeper into just your physical body to much deeper in a much deeper manner that becomes a way of life and uh, you know to all of us i think that's what finally grounds us when we get so much more out of it than just you know being on the mat where we're able to take it beyond into our lives and see an impact where the yoga moves beyond the mat so give us a sneak peek into how does your practice look like and uh, i'm i'm very very interested to know this we've got a little bit bit of sneak peeks when when we went into meditation and things like that with you but i would love the listeners to really know more about how does your practice look so i um wake up at 4 30 every morning by 4 40 i start my meditation uh, usually between 20 minutes and half an hour, just depending on how it goes. You know, I just kind of let things flow. Um, but that's my practice in the morning. Then I um, usually twice a week, I have a 6 a.m. Uh, student. Mm -hmm. And then I get on with my day. And then I kind of, you know, run between the beauty side and the teaching side. So... I'm always moving furniture around in my room because they're both in the same room. Same room. Um, the, the one side is my aesthetics practice and the other side is my um, online yoga teaching. I also go out to my students 
in their homes one-on-one. And um, I do three hours a week of my own personal practice. I have my own personal teacher and I commit to three hours a week with her. Otherwise, you know, when you're teaching, usually you don't really do much. You show and then you watch and correct. So I find that, you know, my own practice starts lacking. And so I pay 20 lessons in advance so that my my times are booked with her and um, and that's what I give myself. And then I try and catch two lessons at the ashram with, um, with other people. Um, obviously, because of COVID, there isn't been much studio work. I would like to have a studio gig again. Uh, but for now, you know, that's kind of what it looks like. And then um, I try to do a, another 15-minute meditation at about 6 p.m., mm-hmm just before, you know, the chaos of dinner and all that starts. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I sleep really early because I get up early. So, but, you know, my main, my main thing is to let, let things just flow. I try not yeah. to plan too much in advance. I try to just let the universe guide me and take me where it needs to take me. Yeah. Beautiful. Very nice. And an early riser and that I'm sure gives you time for your own self and to be able to, you know, it's, it's nicer to have that time in the morning to really be at peace and be able to meditate. So that's, that's beautiful. If, if I then, you know, go to the fact that what would be like the two, maybe top two things that yoga taught you, um, the two lessons that, you know, you really hold close and uh, that could be maybe the philosophy or something or, or it could be something that is very, very specific to you, something that you have derived from your practice. Think patience yeah. and presence. Those are my two big lessons. Being wow. patient with myself, firstly, being patient mm-hmm. in my practice because what today, what I can do today, I might not necessarily be able to do tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and what I did yesterday is perhaps not what I can do today. So it's all about being present in the moment and then being completely patient. Um, and I think COVID had also taught us and brought that home once again, being yeah. present because we just really don't know what's no. going to happen. Yeah. And to have the patience to be able to go through it, keeping our mind in the right place and still being positive. So wonderful. That, that's, uh, that's something for everyone listening, mm. you know, um, while we always talk about the physical aspects. Those are two beautiful things that are so, so relevant for the times that we are living in. And uh, that's what it's brought to Anya. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's something that you discover as you begin your journey into yoga. So Anya, uh, various styles of yoga. And I uh, know that you practiced a different style earlier. And uh, you have, like you said, you've also tried Bikram yoga initially. So which style of yoga really you know, resonates the most with you? Look, I think uh, my, my first love is uh, Shivananda. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, because that's what I taught first, I think, yeah. and, and um, that's what I brought home to my students. But um, I, I, I'm open to everything. I think everything has its place. Everything has its time. I've evolved my practice from a Shivananda practice into kind of a fusion 
Shivananda Hatha practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm open to yin at the moment and restorative yoga. Um, yeah, life has kind of taught me to be open to everything. You know, yeah. you don't know what lesson something holds for you. So, yeah, I'm kind of just open to whatever makes its way to me. And, you know, as they say, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive. Yeah. And that's what I base things on, you know, when, when I'm ready to learn something, it will be at my front door. Exactly. So that's how I kind of look at things. Yeah. Mm. And also I think our bodies and our minds and our state of mind is sort of the best teacher. So there are days when, you know, a very powerful practice feels like, you know, the best thing to do. And then there are days where you just want to be in your zone and just let, you know, yourself flow and a yin practice or just, just be there on the mat in a position and letting your mind really get explorative. So I think that is, that's true. And I would agree to that as well. Uh, coming to, you know, uh, the mental aspects of yoga and what it really does and what it is actually meant to be to calm your mind down. Uh, we talk about meditation and mindfulness being the pathways to calm the mind and, you know, get you more centered, grounded, present. So what do you have to say to people who, you know, who are, not so open to sitting down with themselves or are not very open to the idea of meditation because it for sure is not an easy thing to do. Uh, it's not even easy to sit down and be mindful. And hence, there's a lot of reservation about it. So you practice that every day. And uh, we have done meditation practices with you. And I've heard the experiences that you've had. And I just thought that I couldn't let you, you know, sort of go from here without talking about and inspiring people towards it. So, you know, all yours now. So I think when it comes to meditation, there's so many connotations about it. And, um, you know, people are resistant to sitting down and being by themselves because they don't know how, you know, and, and they, you know, outside, um, influences and being busy all the time you know we glorify being busy as if it's an achievement yeah and um you know sitting down quietly with oneself you kind of go well how long is this going to take what is supposed to happen people think when they sit down something's supposed to happen and because they're so busy in their lives because there's always something happening so in meditation they feel like okay so now i've sat down now let it happen and there's nothing to happen and that's where I think the problem comes in is, is that people trying to force something, um, nothing is supposed to happen. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to quiet you down and bring you closer to yourself. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, actually, I don't, I, I don't even ag- advocate meditation unless somebody has come to me and said, look, I want to meditate. Because forcing anybody into anything um, that they're not ready for is uh, is a pointless yeah. exercise, you know. Yeah. And they they sit and, and and can't wait for the timer to finish because mm-hmm. they just want to get out of there. They kind of kind of want to escape themselves. Yeah. So I find that, um, like with me and like with most people, when people get tired of looking for love and and looking for satisfaction in all the wrong places when they're tired and when they've exhausted all the other options they're too tired to resist and then they finally just let it go and that's when the magic happens you know 
So I feel like either they've been through a very traumatic experience, um, loss, change, and they finally just say, okay, I'm ready because there's nothing else for me to do. I can't find the answers anywhere else. So I'm just going to sit here and let it be. And then suddenly it happens. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's how I um, approach meditation. Is, mm -hmm. um, and then somebody who's interested, you know, I always say just, just start with five minutes. Yeah. Start with a guided meditation. Start with something and be consistent. Do five mm -hmm. minutes every day if that's all you can do. But don't try and sit for an hour. Yeah. It's very hard to sit for an hour and um, you become frustrated and that's a pointless exercise. So for yeah. me, it's all about being consistent and going in it with no expectation. Nothing is supposed to happen, you know, um, when they actually just stop arguing for their limitations and they stop trying to intellectualize the process and simply just surrender, close their eyes, breathe. That's it. That's yeah. all there is. Yeah, that's true. I think um, being kind to your own self when you're meditating is, is so important because you don't want to be in pressure. You're taking that time out to just be with yourself. And you don't want to have a pressure that one day you sit, you close your eyes and then you're going to know all about the universe and everything and suddenly you'll have your third eye opening and you know everything will become clearer that's that's not how it happens it's a slow process it's a beautiful process and i think you should just look at it as you know sitting down and just being with yourself like you said and uh, it's nice that you brought out the fact that there should be no expectations and uh, five minutes a day is more achievable than one hour of going through the entire torture of nothing is happening and it's too difficult and then being resistant towards it for the next several days and not wanting to sit so that's interesting so everybody listening those are very very interesting relevant points and start with some kindness towards yourself and take out those five minutes sit down and see what happens because nothing really happens you just become more calm and you just become more quiet and centered and that's what it is all about so Vanya, what does yoga mean to you and uh, if you have just something more to say to the people listening that we haven't covered that'll be wonderful before we really close our chat today so i think yoga at the moment um if i look at you know what it's given me it's it's given me the awareness and the tools to remember who i really am and it's helped me lift the veil so to speak you know to clean that mirror so that I can see my true reflection. Um, it connects me to my higher self and reminds me that I'm part of a collective. Um, I'm just a wave in this vast ocean of consciousness connected to all my fellow human beings. And I think that's the main thing is, is you know, it's, um, that's, that's what it's given me. It's, it's actually, you know, given me that awareness. Uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Vanya, for taking our time speaking to us and, you know, helping us reach out to so many people out there who are probably exploring yoga, but are seeking some inspiration and which is what Atypical Yogi series is trying to do to bring in that inspiration. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Namaste. Namaste. 
And thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast as much as I did talking to Vanya. Keep listening, keep engaging, and we will try and keep inspiring you till you get on the mat and then beyond. Thank you so much. Much love. Namaste.